Hello. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's PRBC podcast. Let me ask you a question. Can you stand to be blessed? Please turn with me to Luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 7 NIV version where we're continuing the series Blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Can can you stand to be be blessed? My my brothers and sisters, um, um, I don't fish that often, but I I love fishing. One of the reasons I love fishing is anybody else beside me love fishing? I see. Mm, some of y'all lying right now. Hey, Amen. Um, um, uh, so I, 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 I love fishing because I, I, I love the stories that, that, that you hear on, on the fishing dock. I, I love the, the stories that you hear the fishermen tell because they, they're not going to be truthful. Amen. They're going to gonna embellish the stories. It, it reminds me one that two fishermen were talking and when one of them was talking, he said, yeah, man, I, I caught a fish that was 15 feet long. To which to which the next fisherman said, man, if, if you believe that, man, I was fishing one day and I caught a kerosene lamp in the lake. And when I pulled out the lamp, it was still burning. <laughs> To which the other fisherman replied, if you go on and extinguish the lamp burning, I'll take about five feet from my fish. And he said, all right, we got a deal. But, but brothers and sisters, I want to tell you today, the fisherman story that we're looking at in this text is, is not a fictitious story. It's an actual story. It's a factual story that Peter and his compadres uh, have toiled all night. Peter, Andrew, James, and John had, had toiled all night. Jesus comes to them and tells Peter, I want you to go back out there and try it again. He says, try your hand one more time, and I don't know who I'm talking to today, but God is telling somebody that just because you failed the last time don't mean that you're going to fail this time because the God I serve can take a bad night and make it a good morning. I'm preaching. All right, he, he said, go back out there and try it again. Somebody needs to hear that whatever it is that you failed at, God is saying, don't you throw out the towel yet. Don't you wave the white flag of surrender yet because as long as you got a soul, you got a chance to redeem the failure that you made and sometimes God orchestrates the affairs of our life for us to fail so we would realize that our help does not come from us but all of our help comes from him because you may not be able to find the fish but he can find the fish because he made the fish y'all don't hear me so he tells him I want you to go back out there and try it again and, and look at what he said. He said, Master, we, we've toiled all night. 
I, I like that master here in, in the Greek means co commander in chief uh, to, to be the, the big baller and the shot caller. And, and can I tell you something? I'm just going to meddle just a little bit before I get into really the meat of my message. The reason why some of us, uh, I like he said master, master, because the reason that some of us, our lives cannot be a masterpiece is because the piece we're missing is the master. I'm preaching. Can I say it again? I said the reason why some of us that our lives are not a masterpiece is because the piece we're missing is the master. But how many know when you got the master of your life, he can perform mastery over certain affairs of your life. He said, Master, we've taught all the night, but nevertheless, <laughs> at thy word, I will let down the net. Can, can I just play with this nevertheless? For a minute, he says, nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down the net. He says, nevertheless, okay, uh, okay, nevertheless means one thing. So the opposite of nevertheless means always the greater. <sighs> Y'all don't want to hear me. So whenever God puts a nevertheless in your spirit, it's time for you to watch out for a big blessing because whatever comes your way, if you say nevertheless, you're saying to God, always the greater. No matter what comes my way, can anybody got a nevertheless in your spirit this morning? Nevertheless, I know I've got problems on my job, but nevertheless, I know I've got problems in my home, but nevertheless, I know I've got problems in my body, mm -hmm. but nevertheless, at thy word, I'll, I'll let down the net for a catch. And the Bible said when they got out there, they enclosed a great multitude of fish. So that the net was, was beginning. Ooh, I wish I could play with that beginning to break. Because a lot of times we say the net broke. But, but that's not what the text says. The, the text said it was beginning. My, my, my. It, it, it was beginning to break. See, see, some of us, the real blessing is not what God gave you. It's that what he put inside of you has not broken yet. It, it's on the brink. Ooh, I wish I, I ain't got time. Uh, uh, it's on the brink of being broke, but it's, it's not broken yet. The, the net was beginning to break. But, but here's where I want to park for the next 20 minutes. He, he says, uh, uh, although the net is breaking and the ship is going down, the text did not say that when they got this blessing of abundance, that they got the fish and kept it to themselves. No, no, that, that's what some of us do. When, when God blesses us, we, we, we hold on to the blessing. We, we hoard the blessing. We, we, we don't want to share the blessing with anybody else. But the reason why God has given you so much in the first place is not for you to just hold it. It's not for you to hoard it. But he's blessed you so you can turn to your partners in the other boat and say, Hey, God blessed me with so much. I got some that I want to share with you and remind you 
your partners that it is no secret what God can do what he's done for others he can do the same for me and you does anyone in this church know that God is still in the blessing business but my question is when he blesses you can you stand to be blessed in other words do you know what to do with the blessing that God has given unto you and what you've got to do see our problem many of us is not in obtaining it's maintaining do you know about the maintenance of the miracle that God has given you and, and the way you maintain the maintenance of every miracle that God gives us is not for us to keep the blessing for ourselves. It's for us to turn around and be a blessing to someone else. Why? Because God sends blessings to you to send blessings through you. Some of you all have been wondering why. Does it seem like God has put a blockade on my blessing? Why does it seem like everybody else is being blessed except me? It might be because God already knows you can't stand the blessing because you're going to take the blessing and you're going to hold on to it. Can I tell you what some of us think when God blesses us, we're supposed to work all we can can all we get and then sit on top of the can did you hear what I said in the balcony I said some of us think we're supposed to work all we can and then can all we get and then sit on top of the can no baby open that can up and share the blessing that God has given to you because God sends a blessing to you to send a blessing through you up uh, that 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 we see that's the perspective of the blessing but look at the place of the blessing look look at it uh the place of this blessing because uh uh the bible said it happens on 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 the lake of Gennesaret in other words it, it's it, it's the sea of Galilee the sea of Galilee is 13 miles long i was just there a few few months ago 13 miles long is it, it's it's seven miles wide and it is the largest in israel and it is the largest fresh water body of, of water that they have in israel and by being fresh water it's it's bustling with life fish are you everywhere that is a place of life 18 out of the 33 miracles that Jesus performs is right here on this particular body of water because you would expect the giver of life to be around the place of life. Ah, yeah, because some of us need to know that the reason we don't get some of the miracles is because we're parking in the wrong spots. You, you've got to go to the place where where the miracles are and, and Jesus hung around this place of life the, the sea of Galilee why, why is it important to teach us that we're blessed to be a blessing watch this because I learned something 
about the Sea of Galilee. Not only is it the largest fr freshwater lake that they have, but, but, but also notice, brothers and sisters, uh, that it receives its water from the snow in Mount Hermon. When that snow melts, it comes down, turns into water, and goes into the Sea of Galilee. And watch this. It receives, but it also gives. The Sea of Galilee, the reason why it's so lively is because it, it opens up to feed into the Jordan River. Y'all don't see that. That's the reason why it's so alive. Because it just don't receive water. It, it gives water. But can I tell you another body of water we learned about when I was over there in Israel. There's another body of water called the Dead Sea. And the reason why it's called the Dead Sea is not only because of the saltine content of the water. It, it's so salty. That's why many people that were there at the Dead Sea would take some of the mud from the Dead Sea because it would exfoliate your skin because of how high the, the saltine content is inside of the Dead Sea. But the real reason why it's dead, oh, I could have preached that. I, I could have said that, um, that some of us, that the reason why some of us are dead is because we're too salty. But that's another, that's another day. I'm, I'm Maxine, I think I'm gonna I'm I'm say that for the next service. But 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 the other reason why why it's dead is because if you look at the Dead Sea, it receives water from the Sea of Galilee from the Jordan River, but there's no outlet to the Dead Sea. It receives water, but it does not give any water away. And can I ask you a question? Are you a Sea of Galilee Christian? Or are you a Dead Sea Christian? Are you one of the ones that's always wanting God to bless you? Always wanting God, oh God, put favor on my life. But God wants to know, can you stand to be blessed? Because when you can stand to be blessed, you realize that you're not a container for blessings. You are a channel for blessings. You're not a safety deposit box. You are a spring for God's blessings. You are not to be a receptor. You are to be a reservoir for God's blessings. And guess what you are? When you start giving out, God will start giving in. And God will start blessing you. Because he know he can trust you. He know he can depend on you. To be his hands to bless somebody. To be his feet to talk to somebody. To be his body to give. I wish I had some help in here. To somebody in need. God wants to know. Can you stand to be blessed? Because when you give to others as God gives to you, you will find out because you're a Sea of Galilee, you'll find that God will give you new life. He'll put new life in your home. He'll put new life in your marriage. I know what I'm talking about here. He'll put new life in your finances. 
He'll put new life in the choir. He'll, he'll put some new life in the musicians. He'll, he'll put some new life in the ushers. He'll put some new life in the preachers. He'll put some new life in the mothers. He'll, he'll put some new life in this section and in this section and, and this section this and in the whole. Is there anybody in this church that know the God we serve will give you new life because the more you shovel out, the more God shovels in and God's got the bigger shovel. You got to believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundant above all you can ask or think. Can you stand? Can you stand to be blessed? I'm Harry. But, but, but you see the place of the blessing. You see the perspective of the blessing. But, but I, I need to wrap it up. I, I need to talk about what we're going to do in Rwanda. But I, I need to wrap it up with this point. Right here. Um, um, there's a problem. There's a problem with the blessing. Because let's go back to verse 7. Pastor, you just said we... We've been blessed to be a blessing. And we're looking at Peter and Andrew's example. Because it said they, not just Peter, they, Peter and Andrew, signal to their partners. And verse 11 and 12 tells us who the partners are. You got your Bibles open? It said that James and John. Is that in your Bible? Uh, are the other partners. That's who Peter and Andrew are signaling to because they're in the deep water and their partners are all the way in the shallow water. And watch this. The Bible says that they signal to their partners to come so they could be a blessing to them. Mm -mm, that's not what it said. It said they signal to their partners to come and help them. Mm. Okay. So, if they're telling them to come help us, is Peter and Andrew really trying to be a blessing to them? Okay, let me put it this way. Uh, because if they said, come, we want to bless you, that means I'm going to give you something. But that's not what the text says. The text said, come and help us. So I'm calling you not to give you something. I'm calling you because I want something from you. I'm trying to receive something. So, so is it really a blessing? Because they're not calling them according to verse 7 to come and get some fish, although they're going to get the fish. But the real reason, because they got so much fish that the net the, 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 the ship is sinking. So to relieve them of all these fish, they are calling them to come to help a brother out. Come on, y'all. I'm going down. 
and I'm going down fast. And I need y'all to come off the bank to rescue us out here. So since they are going to help them, to give them something, is it really a blessing for them to go out there because they're not going to get something, they're really going to give something. And here's what the Spirit spoke to me. He said, although it seems like Peter and Andrew are not really blessing James and John, it looked like James and John are blessing Peter and Andrew. Here's where I'm going. Because the Spirit says sometimes the real blessing is not what you're able to get. Come on, help me somebody. Yeah. I had to turn this thing around on you. The, the real blessing ain't always what you get in your hand. Sometimes the real blessing is what you're able to give out your hand. Y'all not talking to me. Sometimes the real blessing is you being able to help somebody else. And a whole lot of us would be better Christians if we stopped looking for opportunities for God to put some in our hand and use our hand that he already gave us to give a helping hand to help somebody else. Uh, and so what, what, what our church is about to do, we're about to embark on something that I'm so excited about. We have a chance to bless a community, some children in Isagara, Rwanda. Now, I'm glad I got about 30% of you that's clapping. Because I know you're saying, Pastor, and, and let me go on and tell you, the, what we're going to be asking is that we give $40 a month toward this particular cause. I'm going to lay it out there. That's, that's, what, we, that's, that's what we're giving. That's, that's what we're going to do as a church for all those in that particular community. Now, I hear you. Two, two things I hear. I've been black and Baptist. Let me tell you what I'm hearing. Now, your pastor here talking about he want me to give $40 of my money every month to be a blessing to some folk I don't even know. Everyone? Mm -hmm. Pastor Mackey, wait a minute now. So I don't even give $40 to the law. Every month, you, you, you want to ask me $40? Be a blessing to this community? Uh-huh. But pastor, what, what, what's up with that? Because we got children right here. I hear you. Mm -hmm. We got children right here that could benefit in Phoenix, Arizona. From that $40 a month. And guess what? Your church blesses those children too. See, I, I, I need, I, 
I need you as a member of Pilgrim Rest to understand that this is not just a local ministry. We are not just a national ministry. Our church blesses people all over the world because the last time I checked in my Bible, Acts 1 and 8, he said, you should be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. You ain't got no problem sending your money to China for Amazon. And you ain't got no problem sending your money to Zimbabwe. And you ain't got no problem sending your money over to, to South Africa. But you got a problem with being a blessing to help some needy people that's down in Rwanda. Shame on you because the God that we serve is bigger than that. And can I get a witness that if you give God, if you borrow from God, his credit is always good. He'll turn around and give you more because he knew he can trust you. He know he can trust you with the blessing. Pass it for $40 a month, though. Okay, I'm gonna say it just like this. Beyonce gonna be here next week. In two weeks. B gonna be here in two weeks. A whole lot of y'all already got your tickets. You pay four and five, six hundred dollars. And Beyonce ain't going to send you no letter. Beyonce ain't going to say thank you. Jay-Z and Navy, they ain't going to say nothing to you. Can I get a witness in here? But we need to start looking at what we do as a church, not as an expense, but an investment that's going to yield some returns. We're going to bless some children, and they children going to be blessed, and they children going to be blessed from the seed. I wish I had somebody that we're sowing in that lives. It's not an expense, baby. It's an investment because when I give to God, when I give to serve God's purposes, he always takes care of me. I need a witness that will testify. When you give to noble causes, when you give to be a blessing to help somebody, won't God open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing? That you won't have room enough to receive. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm learning not, not to complain. When God affords me an opportunity to be a blessing to help somebody else. Some of us mad because our people always calling us borrowing money. Why she got to always call me to borrow some money? Can I tell you one thing I've learned? I'm glad that I'm doing the loan and, and not doing the beg. <laughs> Come on, I need somebody to help me. Can, can, can I get a witness? Because you could be on the other side of the phone. 
But thank God that the reason why I got something to give you is because even if you don't give it back, the God I serve keeps better records than any other financial agency can. And if I give it to you, he'll give it back to me. Mad because we got to get the, the, we stop at the red light and the homeless man is right there asking for a dollar and we mad because we gave him a dollar. The first thing you ought to be glad about is that you're not on the other side of the car. Can I get a witness in here? And the other thing you ought to be glad about, you got a home that you can go to. You got shelter over your head. And thank God that you're inside, oh, inside the car and not outside the car because it could have been the other way. But thanks be to God. I said, thanks be to God that he blesses me so I can turn around and be a blessing to help somebody else. I'm gone. I know I meddled enough today. I'm gone, but, 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 but church, I, I hear you. Pastor, you mean to tell me that you want me to give to be a blessing to help somebody else uh-huh but pastor I'm a self-made man pastor I'm a self-made one everything I got ain't asked for it I work for it myself God bless you but being a self-made man, being a self-made woman. But can I talk to you, self-made man? Self-made woman, the one that feels like you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Can I tell you something? Somebody had to give you the boot and somebody had to give you the strength. None of us got to where we are on our own recognizance. No one got to where we are because of our own resources. Your mama helped you and your daddy helped you and come on, your grandmother helped you and friends helped you and mentors helped you and and enemies help you too because when your enemies was on your trail you prayed harder you grinded harder you got in that thing harder and look at you now he prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy and you can't leave out Jesus everybody in this room ought to be jumping up and down because the reason why you got what you got the reason why you're living like you're living the reason why you're driving like you're driving is because the Lord has been blessing you can I get a witness here everybody in this church ought to be on their feet lifting up their hands and say thank you Jesus cause you realize if it had not been yeah
do saints. I said, can you bless God for blessing you? Do me a favor. Shake somebody's hand and say, neighbor, come on, help me praise him. Because you don't know, like I know, what the Lord has done for me. I think that's the wrong name. Find somebody else. Look like they come to have a little church and say, neighbor, excuse me if I get a little loose. Neighbor, excuse me if I go and bless him. Neighbor, excuse me if I give him glory. Because neighbor, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Trouble is in my way. I have to cross sometimes. Late awake at night. But that's alright. Because Jesus will fix it. Anybody in the balcony? Anybody in the choir? Anybody out here? Know for yourself that he's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. 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 listening today we want you to partner with us and become a part of our family please go to our website pilgrimrestphx.org to get more information you can also text to give by texting prbc to 77977 remember to subscribe now let's go live a life of higher heights and deeper depths as we occupy all streets